Father, we thank you for uh, a new day, a new week. We thank you for our health and strength. Thank you that Carol's feeling uh, better this morning. Lord, we, we have much to give you thanks for. And Lord, more than anything else, the things that we're going to be thinking about today and uh, this week. So Lord, we pray that as we read passages, look at things that are perhaps well known to us, we ask that you'd open our hearts and minds to you, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Okay, so we're going to um, look this week. We've talked about Jesus' uh, birth and uh, coming into the world. We've looked at his ministry, his, his teaching and uh, miracles. And today we're going to come, if you like, to that final week of, of Jesus' uh, earthly life. Um, Starting at Luke 22. Now, um, I'd like us to read together, and so <laughs> you'll have to, obviously you'll have to unmute if you're going to read. Not sorry, not read together, one at a time. <laughs> um, going to read from uh, Luke 22, verse 7 through to verse 16. So, if somebody'd like to read one or two verses, and then somebody else pick it up. Um, <coughs> If there's any long gaps, then I'll jump in, but otherwise. So Luke 22, verse 7 to 16. Now the festival of the unleavened bread, called the Passover, was approaching. And the chief priest and the teachers of the law were looking for some way to get rid of Jesus. For they were afraid of the people. Then Satan entered Judas, called Iscariot, one of the twelve, and Judas went to the chief priests and the officers of the temple guard and discussed, and discussed them how he might betray Jesus. Verse 5. They were delighted and agreed to give him money. He consented and watched for an opportunity to hand Jesus over to them when no crowd was present. Then came the day of unleavened bread on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. And Jesus sent Peter and John saying, Go and make preparations for us to eat the Passover. Where do you want us to prepare for it, they asked. He replied, as you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him to the house that he enters and say to the owner of the house, the teacher asked, where is the guest room where may I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large upper room. All furnished. Make preparations there. They left and found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared for the Passover. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table. And he said to them, I really desire to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he gave That's thanks it. and said, That's fine. Hey, That's oh, not 17, 16. Okay. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you. 
Um, so it's uh, the heading this week is a meal to remember, and uh, we know that that speaks in different ways. But I'm sure this was a meal that the disciples would remember, remember the rest of their their earthly lives. And and what happens today? <laughs> of course, this is the last day of freedom for Jesus, and he knows that this. This is the thing, isn't it? He knows exactly what is going to happen that day and the rest of the week. He's told them for a long time. In Luke chapter 9, verse 51, it says, Jesus uh, resolutely set out for Jer Jerusalem. And Luke makes that point several times over that Jesus was focused on Jerusalem and to be there for the Passover celebration. In Luke 18, Jesus tells his disciples specifically what would happen in Jerusalem. His suffering, his execution, his resurrection. Uh, but Luke tells us the disciples didn't understand what he was talking about. But Jesus knew exactly what was going to happen. And he was determined. He set his focus on being in Jerusalem that week. And nothing was going to stop him. His appointed time was to be there. And so on the Thursday, Passover day, they meet to celebrate uh, Passover. And I'm just going to look at one verse today. I mean, there's many, many things we could teach from this passage, of course, aren't there? But I just want to pick on uh, one or two verses. And it's the ones that we read right at the end there, when it says... Um, in verses 15 and 16, he says to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. I've eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you. Strange, isn't it? When you think about it, when you know when when we know that Jesus knew exactly what was going to happen straight after Passover, that he could say, I've eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you. Why, why was that? Why, why, this, why this eagerness, that, this desire to eat with them? Well, I think there's, there's several things we could say there. First of all, of course, it was a meal, and what he knew was going to be his last meal. Oops, sorry about this. It's the trouble having your phone on, isn't it? Um, the, uh, I mean, obviously, yes, he, he had a meal with his disciples post-resurrection, didn't he? But this is his last meal, in a sense, um, uh, pre, pre his death and resurrection. And, um, and, the, and I guess part of it is, is simply that these were his friends. These were his people that he cared about. I mean, we know in this chapter <laughs> and what we read, even at this meal, they weren't, they didn't exactly uh, cover themselves in glory, did they, these disciples? We go on to read about how they're arguing about who's going to be the greatest. And right at the beginning of the meal, when no one was there, when no one, uh, no one was willing to get up and wash the defeat of the others, were they? It was left to Jesus to do that. You know, so... They weren't great guys, <laughs> but Jesus loved them. 
Jesus loved them. And we know in John 17, later on this day, he'll be praying specifically for them, praying that God will keep them, protect them. And uh, so there's that thing, I think, just of just of having a meal with friends. But also, of course, we know that, that this meal um, represented something. Isn't it interesting to think <clears throat> that this meal, this Passover meal that Jesus was going to celebrate uh, with them, share with them, this meal was planned long before, long before the first Passover. In fact, the first Passover, I, by that I mean that the Jews uh, celebrated before their deliverance from Egypt. That first Passover actually was only a sign of the Passover that had been prepared long before that, when Jesus would come. And of course, we know, therefore, that in this meal, they look back, they look back to their deliverance from Egypt. They look back to their deliverance from slavery. And how, in a sense, the blood of the lamb on the doorposts had meant that the angel of death passed over, passed over them. And in a sense, therefore, the blood on, of the lamb on the doorposts on the top of the door was, was how they were rescued from slavery. And now Jesus knows that his blood, as he goes on to talk to these disciples, his blood would rescue them for something far greater than slavery. So it says, I've eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. Before I suffer. And Jesus knew the suffering that was coming. And we, we could have read on, couldn't we, those that period in that, that passage in Luke 22 where he's, he's praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. And this suffering was greater than any man could bear. Suffering that we cannot even begin to enter into. And so Jesus, in a sense, as he says, I eagerly desire to eat this with you before I suffer. He's looking forward to his suffering. Because he, because he knows what that suffering will achieve, will bring. This is the blood that would be shed, the blood of the new covenant. It's interesting, isn't it, that when the old covenant was given at Mount Sinai, they had a meal then, if you remember. There was a meal on Mount Sinai when, when 70, 70 of the leaders of the people of Israel went and had a meal with God on the top of Mount Sinai, when the covenant was, the old covenant, in a sense, was given. And, um, and, uh, and, of course, the people then said, oh, we'll keep the covenant, we'll do it, we'll do what you say, we'll obey you. And we know the whole history of the Jewish nation, as those of us have perhaps been reading through the Old Testament over this over this year up to now, we'll, re we'll realise, isn't it, that, it's, that they constantly, consistently, deliberately fail to keep the covenant. Now there's a new covenant, a new covenant in a sense with this meal, and um, a new covenant that is sealed in his blood. So Jesus looks forward to his suffering, he looks forward to something way beyond his suffering, doesn't he? 
look forward to something else, another meal in the kingdom of God. Look forward to a time Yeah. I don't know who that is and who wants to mute their microphone, but um, he looks forward to a time when he will eat again with his disciples. He'll eat with them in the kingdom of God. Not just with 70 leaders, not just with 70 leaders of the Jewish people, but with all of the people who want to know him. All of those who come to trust in, to, in him, and they would share his glory. I'm just going to read in closing just two verses from Isaiah 53. I thought this week I might, on a, on a case, just pick out one or two things from the what we call the servant, uh, the servant passages in Isaiah. But these, you'll know these verses well. Verses 10 and 11. Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life a guilt offering, he will see his offspring and prolong his days. Jesus will see his offspring. He will see all of those that will come to faith through his death and resurrection and prolong his days. He will live eternally. And after the suffering of his soul, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. And by his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many and he will bear their iniquities. Jesus eagerly desired to eat this meal with them, a meal that they would remember, a meal that we in a sense remember as well, isn't it? Which is why we do it regularly, Sunday by Sunday. As we look back, look back to the deliverance from slavery, what brought by the blood of the Lamb, if you look forward, his suffering. And as you look forward beyond even that, the meal in the kingdom of God. Let's pray together. Who's, where's the noise coming from? Can you, can you all hear that? Carol? That's fine. That's better. Thank you. Okay. Let's just let's just um, pray together, just just to reflect. And I suppose that the, the thought in reflection is, as we've thought about that, am I eager? Uh, do I eagerly look forward to that time when we will eat together in the kingdom of God? And therefore, do I also eagerly look forward to living today in the light of that? Because that's what God has enabled and promised can be true for each and every one of us.